I know what you're thinking. If she lied about those things, what else has she lied about? I'm not lying about what happened at the resort or what happened next. Sure, my details aren't necessarily true, but I needed to protect myself. You understand. Where did I leave off? Um, yes, the lady told Mike about me and asked him if he wanted to continue his relationship with me. And to no one's surprise, he chose not to continue his relationship with me. And let's be honest, as much as I cared about him, it was just a thing. He called me his companion. Anytime he was seen somewhere, I was referred to as his current companion. Nothing screams arrangement than current companion. Or his guest. I didn't guest as much, but still the same sword. And he never felt comfortable with the idea of marriage, and I don't blame him. Women like me hanging around him makes sense. And I didn't blame him for ending it. I really didn't. His child meant everything to him, and if he could help his child and himself, he would, and he did. I was actually proud of him. I was okay. My lictor gave me a look like she was proud of him, too. It was a nod of approval, you know? I see why she was selected for me. There was an understanding... She didn't coddle me. She didn't look sorry for me. She knew everything about me and knew how to respond to me in that instance. She was a companion in a room full of strangers. At least that's how Joy and Lexi looked at me. As if I was a stranger. Janice, though, she was neutral per usual. In fact, she was distant, but present? How did she convey a, a guarded tower, you know, but with an amazing landscape that stopped people in their tracks to gaze upon her? I didn't have that, uh, that ability. Peace. My lictor spoke, or should I say answered. She's unafraid. She's accepted herself and all the things that come with being who she is. She keeps private things tucked away, allowing the rest to shine. Once you do that, you'll have it too. What? Grace. Janice. The rough-around-the-edges, loud, loyal homegirl who was now the statuesque fort that everyone knelt down to honor. And I was a liar that no one trusted. We should go pack your things. We went up to the suite and Mike's belongings were already gone. I knew he was still at the resort because his friends were down the hall. I could hear them. My little didn't allow me to pack my things. Instead, she insisted I sit and have a moment to myself. A moment meant two hours. Well, after she had completed her duties, she let me just sit with myself. 
It was then during that time I felt heartache. It wasn't broken, it just hurt. I answered the door and there she was, Lady Janice. <laughs> it was funny. I felt different around her, but hell, I almost curtsied. My lector invited her in, but she declined. Janice wanted to show me something. She wanted me to see something. So we followed her to the elevator. She was calm. My lictor was calm, but I, I wasn't. I didn't know what was going to be next. The doors opened and Janice's lictor was waiting and joined her. <sighs> the four of us walked through the lobby. Everyone stared at us, but no one approached. It felt good. Janice took my hand and nudged me back. She looked at me for the first time. She showed me some emotion. But it wasn't sympathy or compassion. It was anger. I thought I'd done something wrong. That's when she motioned towards the bar, and there she was. Lady Joy being comforted by Mike. I immediately shared Janice's anger, but I, I didn't want to jump to conclusions. I took a deep breath and I wondered, could it be something innocent? I mean, it was joy. She called him and invited him down for a drink. They've been talking about how betrayed they feel. Her lictor advised her against it. And that's when she dismissed her lictor, saying she didn't want to be responsible for anyone but herself. She contacted Mike's brother. What? Wait. She, she called Mike's brother? To let him know that she'll help him get settled in Los Angeles since he's taking the breakup so hard. And she'll help him with his legal woes, too, clearly taking credit for the lady's labor. Instead of being her sister's companion and champion, she's a competitor. David told Trey that Joy had a habit of stealing things. She tried to steal Troy's watch the other day, but he caught her. And what were they doing? He slept with her. Once she realized David was uh, going to end it, she started looking for somebody else. I gave him permission, and he learned a few things about her. For one, her voice isn't naturally that high, and that she'd never loved David. She couldn't even stand him. David already knew this. But he only stayed, you know, because it was funny seeing her please him, <laughs> hating every moment of it. He's a bit of a bastard, but he'd admit that. Meh. Oh, thank you. She also told Mike your real name. She doesn't know my real name. She doesn't know me. When she heard there was going to be a couple's retreat, she found out who was enrolled and did a background check. The reason it took 
longer for the lady to complete hours. Remember that first day we were in the offices for so long? It was because someone else had already done one and they had to be careful. She knew who we were before any one of us walked into that room. <sighs> why why would Joy do this? Why? Why? That's a good question. Janice motioned for her lictor to approach Joy and Mike. But we left and walked down a long hallway. Janice knew where we were going. I just followed. I thought Joy was sweet and innocent. And how much she talked about loving David to find out she, she hated him. I mean, it was almost too much, but then this whole fucking thing has been too much. I didn't notice the anger in my throat, and it was choking me, breathing fucking hard. I didn't notice the tear just sliding down my face, ruining my makeup. I didn't notice we were standing in this tiled bathroom we'd never been in before. I didn't notice when Joy walked in. Janice guided me forward towards her, waking me out of my little coma. I looked at Joy and I saw her, really saw her. I turned and looked at Janice and I I could see her too, but Janice wasn't distant. She was present. She always was present. She was actually compassionate. She was compassionate. She was ready. And Joy, Joy was confident. Not giggly or girly or meekish or shy. She was unapologetic. She was wiser while she stood before us. She was ready, too. What's wrong, Daisy? You can drop the act, bitch. It hasn't even been a day, and you're already moving in on my boyfriend. Ex-boyfriend. And I don't know what you're talking about. We were just talking. Don't be paranoid. It gives you wrinkles. Well, I'll be damned. So long to that high-pitched voice of yours. Hmm. So you didn't call Mike's brother? How do you know about... Hmm. You know, it doesn't... doesn't matter. I called him a few days ago. He's moved your stuff out of Mike's house and left it with your neighbors. He was all over me. Daisy. Because he was so over you. I know how to be a girlfriend. A real one. One that he wants. You're just a pretty face and a pair of tits. It was all an act. <sighs> We're all acting, honey. You don't really believe in this sisterhood shit. A batty old woman in a couple freak shows in a back room. There's no real organization. That's all pretend. All right? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll help you find someone else, okay? It doesn't need to get nasty. And I'll be the good little joy that you know. But don't pretend you're innocent either, Daisy. Okay?
That chime. That's from Mike's watch. My watch. The, the watch I bought him. Did he give it to you? No, sweetheart. No one gives me anything. That's why I'm not a gold digger like you. I earn my keep. Give her the watch. <sighs> Janice, girl, you don't scare me. Trey was real quick to get on this when you were bent over a bucket. You mean when you were doing this? Just then, Janice's look tour displayed a tablet and pressed play, showing the video of Trey, naked, demanding his watch back and throwing Joy out. And then, Janice exiting the bathroom. Oh, I didn't know you liked to watch, Janice. Then, the video showed David entering Janice and Trey's room. But her lictor turned off the video. Wait, why was David in your room? You stole from David. But something in particular you took didn't belong to him. Just then my lictor moved me aside. My gut sank. My heart sank. Janice walked up to her and smiled, then moved next to me. Her lictor joined her, too, by her side. Joy was confused. That confidence, you could see it draining from her face. But she tried to play it off, scoffed. But when she turned around and saw two men standing there, she knew this was it. David walked in and locked the door behind him. He was still kind to her, calling her sunshine. She asked him, what he wanted, and she said she'd get whatever that she took back to him, and he said it was too late, that he couldn't save her. He could only save himself. But with the lady's help, he and his associates might turn out all right, but there was no provisions for her safety. She backed up and shook her head, she denied everything, and he said anything she could have done or would have done, she wouldn't have done to him on purpose. If she, she wanted some things, she didn't want to screw him over. She begged him to understand what it was like for a girl like her. She had nothing, and he had everything. So what's one or two things? How was she supposed to know if one of them didn't belong to him? He claimed to own the world. But it was too late just kept shaking his leg, saying, Sunshine, I'm sorry. It's too late, it's too late. It, it's done, it's done, it's too late, it's too late. You see, her lictor would have kept her safe, would have forced her to leave the island. Her lictor would have made damn sure David couldn't touch her. That was her role. That was her purpose. But when Joy said, fuck off, she lost every opportunity to save herself. So she turned around and looked at us and saw two women she had screwed over and two women next to them who would do anything to protect them.
I thought this was a sisterhood. Hmm? I thought it was us versus them. Right? Janice held my hand and said, It is. Before Joy could say another word, a plastic bag was placed over her head and squeezed, guaranteeing no possible airway could be created. He pulled it back so tight and lifted her 110-pound body off the ground. She flailed, kicking, trying. <laughs> her body, she was... She weighed nothing. He slammed it into the wall, into anything. Banging her legs, her arms. She was clawing at her face. And then it just stopped. She just went limp. The man released her and just dropped her to, to the ground. She wasn't dead, though. The lady entered with her side chick and mammoth man, Lexi too. Lexi and her lictor joined us as the lady removed the plastic bag from Joy's head. The lady handed each of us a black velvet box. Our lictor stepped away in the corner. Mine looked away, but the others were keen to watch. These are your weapons against women like Joy. She's not your sister. She's not a woman. What she has done to her man and what she has done to you is unforgivable. She will never be a member of our sisterhood. And she is stained. Please open your boxes. Take out the needle. Heat them here until it's red and mark this. This symbol. This straight line to show you were on the up and up and she was not. You will mark her three times on both sides of her neck. Three times on her chest. Three times on both hands. And three times on both sides of her inner thighs. She'll wake up and we'll hold her down together. So, one by one, we heated up our long needles and pressed them all over her body until the lady said stop, until she knew it would scar. It looked like tribal markings, but there were so many, it just wasn't symmetrical, they weren't parallel, they were all over the place. It was as if she was attacked by a, a wild animal just clawing all over. The smell. The smell was awful. It wasn't as bad, though, as her screaming and grunting. No one even tried to cover her mouth. She just screamed and we held her down. David and his men just watched. One by one, until all three of us had finished to the 
lady's satisfaction. And then the lady handed me and Janice a tin can. Our lictors immediately took the can and opened it and rubbed this thick jelly that was inside of it all over our knuckles. It kind of hardened a little bit. Lexi and her lictor, you know, they went to the corner. It's just me and Janice standing there with this gook on our hands. The lady opened the door and it was Trey and Mike. They walked in and they stood next to David. The pain you endured entering our circle will be nothing compared to when you leave it. Lady Janice and Lady Daisy, you will complete her expulsion. Our lictors took brass knuckles from the lady and placed them on our hands. Two brass knuckles for each of us. <laughs> I was angry, but I wasn't a violent person. I did enough. But my lictor, she, she looked at me with crazy fucking eyes, and, she, and with them she told me to suck it up. She looked at Joy in the state that she was already in, burnt and breathless, and then looked at me as if that could be you next. I, I didn't, I didn't have a chance to consider another option or way to talk my way out of this when Janice knelt down and started punching her in the face. Left side, right side, 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 left side, right side. Left side, right side, 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 left side, right side. Left side, right side. Thank you, Lady Janice. Lady Daisy? <sighs> My first few blows were superficial. <laughs> I stopped. I, I cried. <laughs> she, she was already... God. Her eye was already about to pop out, for Christ's sakes. The nose is bad. I didn't want to. I, I didn't know what to do. I just. I cried. I didn't want to be like her, but. I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> and then Mike walked over and he gave me that. It's not that bad. So cheer up, smile. I'm like, aww. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. And then he pointed to her ribs. And I understood. Right side. Left side. Right side. Left side. Right side. Left side. Right side. Left side. Right side. Left side, 
Then he pointed to her legs. He was there with me the entire time, you know? He didn't leave my side, and I appreciate that. You know, I, I, I do. I appreciated it. I, I was I was grateful. I oh, I punched her in the left leg. Right leg. Left leg. Right leg. Left leg again. Right leg. Left leg. Right leg. Left leg and the right leg and the left leg and the right leg and the left leg and the right leg and the left leg. Mike lifted her arm and removed his watch from her wrist. He returned to his place with the other guys. Very good, Lady Daisy. Ten points. I, um, my lictor took me aside, removed the brass knuckles, wiped my face, my hands, and any spot that had joy on me. Just wiped it clean off. Mammoth man and my lictor took me outside. Lexi and her lictor followed, too. It was only us in the elevator. He and my lictor watched over me the rest of the night. I woke up. And, um, uh, my lictor stood there with a cup of tea and a warm smile. <laughs> Morning. You slept well. I've arranged your wardrobe for the day. Packed your flight bag. And cued your audiobook. Your breakfast is on the table, and checkout is in two hours. But uh, Mr. Mike already took care of the bill and tipped very graciously. He left with his group 45 minutes ago. He sent you these flowers and his love. Oh, the front desk informed me there was a, a car accident of some sort. A young woman was thrown from her car, and I think. I think they had to put her in like a medically induced coma. So they've blocked off the road, but we shouldn't have any troubles getting to the airport on time. It's really sad. She didn't have any identification or any money, and no one's come forward to claim her. Is there anything I can do for you, Lady Daisy? Yeah. Will you call me by my real name? Of course. Lady Brita. <laughs>